You're now listening to the Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and this is where we bring you the week's news in bite-sized portions. And I'm now joined in studio by our head of news, Jerry Collison. Jerry, how are you? Welcome back to us. You haven't been here in a while. I have not. I managed to keep a low profile. You did so indeed. Good to be back. How are you getting on? I'm getting on fine. Is that a good bit of news in this week's paper, Jerry? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a foretaste of what's going to be coming over the next few weeks. Three editions now, and we'll be uh, all done and dusted as far as the general election is mm. concerned. It's a short run, isn't it? Yeah. It is indeed, yeah. Caught most people by surprise. A lot of would have been saying, you know, that it's going to be on the 7th or the 14th. You know, we were sold to pop, and it's now on Saturday the 8th. Which the, is the first time a general election is on a Saturday in Ireland. Well, yes and no. Um, there was uh, a, a, an election in the very early days of the state when uh, Sinn Féin were swept to power, 1917 or whatever. And um, we were seen on some of the Sinn Féin's social media where they actually had uh, managed to get some of the election posters and the whole lot from that time. And they're saying they're hoping for a similar result, which <laughs> is probably a little bit optimistic, you know, given the fact that there were... It was a, almost a clean sweep back then. I, I actually can't see the same thing happening this time around. Uh, speaking of results, uh, some of the bookies are thinking there might be a shift in power, though. Look yeah. And the front page of this week's Limerick Post. Yeah, not just the bookies, I'd say, as well. You know, we can see it from some of the former uh, ministers of state, some of the independent people who have been supporting the government are more or less saying that this time... Um, It'll be Fianna Fáil that'll be in the ascendancy and that uh, our next Taoiseach more than likely is going to be uh, Michal Martin. But you know what? It's early days and as the man says, you know, there's a lot can change in the political scene very, very quickly. Well, it seems like a short run-in, but it's not really because a lot will happen in those three or four weeks. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we're not going to have the full... uh, declaration of candidates i mean that's not going to be happening until early next week so we don't even we're not even sure of who's in the who's in the field how many and you know there there, there could be a few twists and turns there although the main parties at this stage are well set you know they have their teams in place they haven't been placed there for a good while so um yeah you know, it's, it's, it, it'll be interesting. Everybody's predicting a really, really tight race and there's all sorts of permutations around. Um, Fianna Fáil seem to, you know, have the wind at their backs at the moment and do seem to be geared up, let's say, particularly in the city where they'll be looking for um, a, a, an extra seat with uh, Willie O'Dea and James Collins, who's a very high-profile candidate. But... Um, you know, Maria Byrne and, and uh, Kieran O'Donnell could have something to say about that. Um, you know, Michael Noonan, as we know, is... is uh, Stepping down. Yeah, has, has stepped down, yeah, after a long and distinguished career. So, yeah, that'll, it's all, all to play for, all interesting and all different sorts of permutations. And the county is just as interesting. Um, yeah. And I know. have a feeling over the next few weeks that the Limerick Post will be bringing some more news on this, will they? I don't know where you got that <laughs> feeling from. <laughs> yeah, uh, we will. We will. We'll, we'll, we'll have um, some of our reporters out on the canvas and going around to the doors with some of the candidates and seeing what sort of reception to get. And, um, of course, as usual, we'll be more than interested to hear from our readers what way they see things shaping up. Um, yeah, interesting times ahead. And uh, also taking the front page of this week's paper, uh, David Raleigh, or... Uh, Reporter had an interview with Sonia Aylmer, 
His son, Brooklyn, was uh, sadly killed in November of last year. Yeah, and um, yeah, we have to be, you know, very, very careful around this because there is a person before the courts at the moment in connection with uh, the death of 11-year-old Brooklyn. Um, you know, but this is more a story about um, redemption and recovery and it's very, very sad. It's heartbreaking in some places, but in other places, it's very hopeful. It's, you know, one of these one of these interviews that very, very difficult to do um, and very, very difficult to get the balance right, you know, between exploiting a situation and then with telling somebody's story. And yeah, it's it's a good story. It's something that is just so unusual. You know, it has to do with how you know, Brooklyn and his mom came back from from homelessness and, you know, were on the verge of their new life and everything like that. And then something just so terrible to countenance happens. And, you know, it's just it's just heartbreaking. And Sonia speaks very highly of uh, Novus initiatives who helped them through those times as well. Indeed, she does. Indeed, she does. And, you know, it seems to be, you know, a mutual respect that's there because you can see that from you know some of the officials in in novus that you know sonia is there and she's one of these people that have benefited and you know probably a very very good example and a very very good advertisement for the sort of um services that they provide with yeah. novus but there's you know there's a lot more in it there's a lot that has to do with you know the 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 feelings and the depths that people can go to, the depths of suffering, the depths of despair. But, you know, one of the things about it is it's very life affirming and it, it's it's a really, really good tribute to, to young Brooklyn. And that's available on page one, page six, and then there's more on page 22 and 23. Yeah, which is the in-depth, the in-depth interview with Sonia. Yeah. Uh, so elsewhere in the paper, Jerry, um, accommodation and housing is, is an issue we were just speaking about homelessness there with novus initiatives but uh you will have tried to combat their housing problem for students by doubling up on the amount of beds on offer yeah and since we published this and you know we, we were speaking now on thursday just yeah. a few hours after the paper has come out and um essentially the the, the scheme that they've come up with is that they will double up uh, you know, so let's say instead of having single rooms, they'll have double rooms and that will effectively um, produce 630 extra beds on the campus. Uh, and the total amount of accommodation that's there is almost three and a half thousand beds, uh, which you, you would imagine would be, you know, fairly significant. But in fact, you know, it's not. There, there's a, a huge scarcity of beds and it'll, it's, it's actually going to get significantly um, it's going to get significantly worse because um, they're predicting that the that the student numbers at UL are going to rise from uh, its present level of eleven and a half thousand up to almost sixteen and a half thousand so you know that's that's fairly significant and where are these people going to stay but since the since the report was published you know uh, one of the questions that's been asked and hasn't been answered yet is will there be an equivalent drop in the uh, in the rent in the the charges so if you're talking about what's now single accommodation being converted to double will that mean that you know the, the rent the, is halved will be halved yeah. uh, something that 
you know, probably UL needs to address. Yeah. And, you know, it's certainly something we'll be pursuing. But, you know, that's one of the questions that have been raised. So that story and much more available in this week's Limerick Post newspaper and online at limerickpost.ie. Jerry Collison, thank you very much for joining us. You're very welcome. And enjoy the rest of your day. I will indeed. I'm now joined in studio by host of the Limerick Post show, Megan Scully. Hello, Keen. How are you getting on? I'm not too bad, Megan. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's been another crazy, crazy, crazy busy week for us, but it's all been really good. Crazy, crazy busy is right, and I can already see the bed. I'm so tired. So I'm going to say uh, the bags under my eyes. Mm, <laughs> don't say that out loud. So how's everything going? Really good. So I guess last week, um, post-podcast, I went to the Meshes Music for Mental Health gig in Dolan's, which of course um, saw loads of Limerick and Irish musicians and uh, performers come together for a really special night and money was raised for Pay the House, for Limerick Suicide Watch and for Adapt. And there was some crowd there, I heard. Really great yeah. crowd. Um, I couldn't stay too late myself as I was working in Dublin on Saturday, but um, I have to say I really enjoyed it. So yeah, that was Friday night. So we have that coming up on the show this week. Um, also, Limerick and Irish designer Aoife McNamara, who um, I just think is fabulous. We interviewed her as well, all about her fashion career to date um, and what's coming for this season. And I'll tell you, that girl is so busy and she is just getting busier and busier, but it's so good to see someone from Limerick doing so well in that front. I think it, there's a lot of people around Limerick who are putting in some serious effort and are very busy. Yes, with fashion, know? design and yeah. everything, well, everything, absolutely everything, music and all. So um, that's coming up on the show as well. Then I also went over to City Hall um, and I was chatting to John Moran about this. Um, basically, there's this new land development kind of coming along where they're basically trying to get more people living in the city centre, but developing better public transport routes as well and just making, I suppose, Limerick more livable for everyone. So it's the, the Colbert Station uh, area they're going to fix up, I think, isn't it? There's 50 hectares of land or something. Yeah, so they're going to kind of do up all that area and then, of course, they're looking into housing as well and, I suppose, just making it more accessible for everyone. And um, I see on our Instagram that there's something to keep an eye on coming up with yourself. Yes, Owen Sheehan of Country Munch. We have been working on a little something. Um, we have teased a little photograph up on social media there. Um, so obviously he is a chef. I am not. Um, but uh, we have, yeah, we have something coming. And there will be, um, I guess, another teaser coming out this weekend. And then next week, um, all will be revealed. Well, actually, no, all of you revealed this weekend um, when that certain something goes out on social media. So do keep an eye across all Limer posts, across everything, and uh, you're going to find out what is happening. I'm really excited about it. Me too. Yeah, I can't wait. And um, the Limerick Post show, where, where can people find that? limerpost.ie forward slash show for all the content. As I said, there has been loads more. And one thing I just want to mention as well is Piani Limini held an event um, for Dolores O'Riordan's second anniversary in um, Arthur's Key. And it was the In The End album play and sing along. And um, it was lovely there. And um, we got to chat to Mark Connor all about it. And we got a performance as well. So um, as I said, it was a very special uh, week for that, for them. And of course, for Dolores family and Cranberries fans. So as I said, absolutely jam-packed and uh, I'll tell you I'm feeling tired today I'd say so and uh, there's videos on social media throughout the week as well I believe isn't there yes so make sure you're liking and following us on Facebook on Instagram Twitter look at the website absolutely everything set up alerts and you will keep up to date with everything as it happens Megan Scully from the Limerick Post Show thank you very much and have a good weekend you too Sloan I'm now joined in studio by our arts editor Rose Rush Rose how are you today Great, Keen. Great. You're, you're cold. <laughs> I'm stuck to the radiator here. Yeah, I have a long beaker of hot green tea here, you know. <laughs> it's working. How are you getting on? Great, thank yeah, you very busy much. Busy week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah uh, enjoy la- the last week. Friday we were talking about uh, Metis for mental health. 
Last Friday, you Make were down there working at it yeah. for a couple of hours in advance. Thank you so much, Keen. It was electively giving your time and your skill set, as at Megan Scully. As were you. Uh, it was different. That was by yeah. choice. That was by choice. You know, I'm, I'm sort of an attache to adapt domestic um, uh, abuse services. So it was easy for me to be there. That yeah. was, I did that. I went along with knowledge in my head. Great fun in the door. Warm thanks to Dolan Security, Ali and Padge, who were fantastic men to work the night away, and to Ashley McCrory of UL, who did the other, the cash desk out front. Yeah. Uh, great crack with, with these people online. I heard there was really a lovely crowd it. there as well. Smashing crowd. Yeah. I have to say, smashing crowd. And I've been telling readers and listeners that this gig sells out. It does. We sell the tickets. Carl Daly sells the tickets in batches to corporate Limerick, people like CPL Recruitment and Ingenium, they purchase above ticket prices in advance and bulk and then return them to these charities such as Direct Provision Centres, Limerick Suicide Watch for, you know, dissemination yeah. amongst their own catchment. So when I say it sells out, it sells out, but we can always take walk-ins. I've realised that now having worked the thing. <laughs> I've been scaring people, but you, know, if you won't get a ticket, you won't take a ticket. You will actually, because not everybody is able to commit to what they've purchased on the night. So there's space there for more. So you can, can plan for next year. You can plan right? for next yeah. year because this the lineup was fantastic. I mean, the artists, they stayed around. Dora Gola was chatting to her as you were before the gig. She's just out of a two-week bout of laryngitis. She gave a gorgeous set on stage. Brilliant. Claudia Lawler, God bless her, walked the venue for the night anytime she wasn't on stage singing with other bands and artists and with her own fantastic gig Fergal Diggan Limerick leader uh, chipped in on keys uh, who else violinist Anne O'Connor joined another band she was stunning 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 stuff at the end of the night Katrina Tierney folks as a full report on page 86 with photographs from Kieran uh, Kieran Ryan Benson I also have people I want to thank who have support the night in other ways venues Lime Tree Bell Table the Irish Chamber Orchestra Levy's Shoes, Johnson Johnson, who committed an extraordinarily heavy hamper for which there was much competition. <laughs> yeah, the Savoy Hotel, uh, Little, and um, and some private gifts as well from people close to us. Brilliant. So it was so a good evening, Rose. Night. Great all evening. I so enjoyed it. Yeah. I absolutely so enjoyed it. And it's the right six, time of year to have something to lift to, the spirits as well. Exactly. Yeah. 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. It was go, go, go. All of it was joy. And hats off to John Daly of Limerick Jazz and Carl Daly. No, not his brother, not even a relative. Two fantastic men who are producers of this and John Stage manages it as well with ruthless, joyful efficiency. <laughs> Great all night, guys. And a, and a huge and appealing to a huge segment of Limerick all about awareness raising, empathy, recognition for mental health issues, support, and, you know, the big fraternity and sorority and handshake and hug that yeah. there is for all of us out there. No, it's some great work that they do. So uh, from one music event to a page full of music rose on your arts page. It is week. very, very much a page full of music. I'll begin in date order. Beginning in January, continuing to February, there are free dance workshops culminating in a performance operating out of Dance Limerick. It's a culmination between Doris, formerly Doris Limley, combination between Doris, who work with Direct Provision Centres, and Dance Limerick. They're giving free Kaylee and Afro Dabke workshops. And for those of us like myself who didn't know what Dabke was, it's a traditional dance from the Palestinian Syrian territories. Combined with old style, sorry, old style Kaylee. I, I, you can see I'm still congested, Kian. I do apologize. <laughs> You're grand. Get in touch with danslimerick.ie or 400 994. That's telephone number 400 994. 
to inquire about free to all and then there is transport available from direct provision centres around the city and county as well to take part in these workshops culminating in a performance for the What Next Dance Festival. The performance will take place on February the 8th. There are workshops twice a week into then. Excellent. That should be interesting. Okay, continuing in date order to be fair. Um, Opera Workshop is a professional collective dedicated to the advancement of opera and classical music singing. Uh, it has some partners in this, St. Mary's Cathedral, uh, Perry Square Hotel, number one Perry Square Hotel, and now Midwest Vocal Academy. Again, you can get in touch with Shirley Keane. She's the director of all of this. Her telephone number is on the page of Arts Page and Limerick Post. It's page 83 this week, isn't it? Are we 83? I believe so. Thank you. You're ahead of the curve. Thank you so much, Kian. Uh, again, master classes and workshops in opera and singing. And the leader of each master class is a dignified a professional in their own right. Um, tonight, this Friday, January 17 at 6 p.m., Dr. Nicole Hannig is giving the Saturday master class. She's giving a concert in St. Mary's Cathedral. Again, that's a ticketed event. She'll pay about maybe 10 euro on the door, but it's going to be an amazing concert. And she has a professional pianist with her, Susan McDaniel. Brilliant. And then we take a jump into next weekend. Two wildly contrasting nights. We have a formal concert from the Van Brew, who are now a trio. It used to be the Van Brew Quartet. They continue with um, Christopher Marwood as cellist. He's also artistic director and executive director of the National String Foundation. They're bringing a concert of Brahms and Schubert to the bell table as part of their Trout Tour, so-called after Schubert's piece uh, with Trout in the title. They have two guests with them. The very funny, the very handsome, the very good-humoured pianist, Michael McHale. He's a Belfast man. And also uh, double bassist Maliki Robinson, whose principal gig is with the Irish Chamber Orchestra. And where's that on again? That's taking place in the Bell Table on January 25th, booking on Bell Table Manager's site, uh, operated by the Lime Tree Theatre, limetreetheatre.ie. That's for Saturday, January 25th at 8pm. And there's more on and January 25th. And a wild contrast <laughs> to this, a quarter mile away in Dolan's, back to Dolan's Warehouse, who gave so generously with respect to staff support, a free mm-hmm. venue and technical support to the Metis Music for Mental Health Night, over to Dolan's Upstairs, where Mick Dolan has taken the Burns Night under his auspices for the first time. He interviewed Michael Potter, who's been the signal um, connective point between all the Burns Nights that I've experienced over the years here in Limerick. It's wonderful that it's actually happening on the significant date, which is Burns Night, January 25th. It's now an international festival. Limerick can come out and celebrate its own for free. Upstairs in Dolan's, uh, he speaks to us of uh, Piper Michael Egan. Uh, fiddle music, recital, song and storytelling. From Killaloo, we've the Donoghue sisters, Mary, Laura and Katie. We're going to have Fila Grace from Ungret, well-known singer. We banjo, whistle, mouth organ players. And we will have somebody, a buddy of ours, Dave Gaynor, photographer, press photographer. Dave's a great guitarist. So uh, you're invited to dress for the period, or at least wear a Tamashanter and Tartan if you can. There will also be... Um, Real haggis, sourced from an Enniskillen butcher, Pat O'Doherty. And we're going to have tatties and neeps, which are mashed turnips, uh, Scotch clan, Scots clan uh, sweeties, Scotch clan um, shortbread. 
and a raffle with some naughty goodies as well. Lovely. It's going to be a really lovely night again from Very interesting night is what it sounds like. So there you go. Something lots different. and lots and lots happening in Limerick. How blessed are we to be such a centre for entertainment and arts in Limerix? Very blessed. Rose. Extremely There's always blessed. a lot going on. Right from the get-go, the yeah. new year, there has been no uh, languishing in January. That's true. And that's it for this week's Limerick Post News Roundup, I think. Thank you very much, that's Rose. That's it for a fortnight, Cian, because you were off uh, extravaging in foreign parts and well, Latin you'll parts. You'll still be chatting to Megan next week, I'd imagine. I'll be on holidays. Is Megan host? I believe so. Oh, great. Yeah, I haven't told her yet. I'll be there to Madrid for a week. <laughs> Hold your hand. Another cultural capital in Madrid, isn't it? You will yeah. be interrogated by me live on air for a report <laughs> on your return, as I do. No bother. Rose, thanks very much for joining us. My pleasure. So that's it for this week's Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt. I'd like to thank Rose Rush, our arts editor, for joining us. Our head of news, Jerry Collison, Megan Scully from the Limerick Post Show. And for more news, art, sports, entertainment and much, much more, you can visit limerickpost.e or pick up this week's Limerick Post newspaper. Our arts is on page 83, like I said there. And for more video content and so much more, you can visit limerickpost.e or follow the hashtag Keeping Limerick Posted across all social media channels. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and we really are Keeping Limerick Posted. <laughs>